Welcome everybody to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And I'm here. And I'm, I'm DJ. And here and I are once again talking about Dragon Quest protagonists. This episode we're going to focus on the protagonists from the Zenithia trilogy. That would be Dragon Quest 4, 5, and 6. They have some of the most iconic protagonists in the entire series. But before we get to that, I got to do a follow-up from last week. Uh, last week, I mentioned that uh, I thought the DQ2's protagonist uh, was called Roland in the right. manga. And I, yeah. said I couldn't remember if that was the Spanish version or the English version because of uh, comparing notes with Liquid Metal Slime on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And I looked it up. I went back through the DMs from like two years ago to to see what it was. And... It's actually Lauren, L-O-R-A-N in English, huh. and it was Roland in Spanish. Okay. Yeah, it's better in Spanish. Yeah, I, I really thought so, too. I was like, yeah. mm, well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's sad. That makes me, that does make me a little sad that, that anytime that they have American stuff that we get really weird, uh, we get really strange translations for names and stuff sometimes. It's like, that's not a name, like. Maybe it, it's like I don't, and I don't know Spanish, so I don't know what the conventions are there. But usually in English, I know that people are like, "Oh, you can't have Dennis in your high fantasy uh, kind of thing." Like that's not a fantasy name, Roland. I know a guy who's named Roland. Where like you, you don't see like a Loran and all of things like that. Yeah, you can't have a guy named Dennis in a fantasy novel. I mean, Dennis doesn't sound like a, a fantasy name as much as. You know, Aragorn, son of Arathorn. Well, okay, I, okay, I get your point now. I, I was confused for a second. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah, have. Yeah, I mean, you, you could have Dennis the Menace, who is a Vlad the Impaler type, like ruthless dictator, who's like chopping off people's heads and, and goring them on pikes and things. It's Dennis true, but in America, it would be D apostrophe N I S or something like that. Yeah, and uh, a y. it would be a Y instead. It's true. D apostrophe N Y S. Uh, is, is how you spell Dennis in American high fantasy, which is why we get terrible names is because of people like me saying things like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and fantasy authors writing things like that, like, like, like Robert Jordan with everything with the Al apostrophe and things like that and ill and things like that. Just stop. Yeah. And well, and, and George R. R. Martin is really bad about putting Y's in places of eyes. He's he like, is. this changes the name enough. He just has like a normal name. Like he would have a dude named Dennis, but it would be a Y instead of an I. And he'd be like, it's fantasy now. Yep. He does yep. that with names. Yep. He does. Uh, the thing with Robert Jordan, the reason why I think that Robert Jordan does that is because in the Lord of the Rings appendices, I'm going to nerd out for this. <laughs> um, the AL thing is like a, is a way of seeing like, is like son of. So oh, okay. a lot of the kings, like Aragorn, uh, the line of kings Would and stuff like be that. Al Arathorn. A lot of those, in, yeah, a lot of those in the appendices. If you look at that, has the Al moniker, and in Wheel of Time, they talk about it meaning like son of or like you're from that family. Right. Like Al Thor would be like, you know, he's. Isn't it like Almondagoron or something? Mondragoron or something like that? Yeah, his actual Lan. like Lan, yeah, his actual Lan Almondragoron or something. Yeah, I don't know. So. I, yeah, yeah, and like and that. going into that, you know, Robert Jordan just wanted to be the next Tolkien, which you know, in a way, he kind of was. He was very influential, but he took a lot of conventions from him as being like very traditionally Tolkien esque fantasy. Yeah, at least in the first novel. 
<laughs> yeah. I would say the first two or three, it's starting really? to get away from it more in, in four. Uh, yeah. I have no idea past that, but I feel like the first, the second one still had yeah. that kind of fellowship of the ring feel and three was starting to move a little bit past it. And four, I don't really see the uh, Tolkien stuff nearly as much. The Tolkien uh, influence outside of just being, you know, generic high fantasy. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah. For those of you just joining us, uh, this is a Wheel of Time podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Taverin. Which also has an apostrophe in it. Uh, it anyway. does! <laughs> uh, getting over into Dragon Quest 4, 5, and 6. Now, we did ask people on Twitter who their favorite Dragon Quest protagonist was and why. And an incredible amount of people mentioned the Dragon Quest 4 hero as being their favorite both male and female versions uh, of the hero uh solo and sophia uh as people call them and so generally i felt like it came down to when people answered this as their favorite it came down to design they like the design with these characters or they liked it within the story like they liked dragon quest 4 so Mm -hmm. much and the story being the chosen one and all that that that's why they liked the protagonist was generally the two the two reasons why people gave you and i have talked about let's start with the the female protagonist you and i have talked about before about how we're we like the female protagonist in dq4 Mm -hmm. but we don't like her design so much no like i made a mistake of playing through the game as the female protagonist and i say it was a mistake because i don't like the sprite that they use the animations or anything in the 3ds version like i love the art that they do but the uh there's something about the way that they animated her and the way that they put everything together with her hair that i just i just didn't like looking at it the entire game uh so i did but i didn't want to restart it after i got through a bunch of a bunch of it and got really tired of it but yeah i I, i'm hoping that if they do a remaster that it's not going to be quite as obnoxious uh, with kind of misshapen is the proportions that looked funny to me, I think. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just, you know, I, my whole thing is just like, you know, why why do female heroes got to be in one piece bathing suits? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's in, fair. In, like in, she in very a, much is in a weird uh, one piece bathing suit. It's a very, it's a very 80s look. Um, not mm-hmm. just not just for fantasy, but just in general, you know, she kind of has basically a one a one piece bathing suit on. She has leg warmers and then she kind of has like a perm in her yeah. hair. It, and it she, is very, very 80s permy uh, kind of aerobics, uh, kind of Jane Fonda looking. Yeah, it's what you would see if you like if you like cracked open the like Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue in like 1985. You, that's yeah. what you would see. You're absolutely right. One hundred percent. You're right. Yep. Yeah. I never could like quite put my finger on it, like what that look was. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's absolutely it. And so I think I like her design fine. And I played as her. Well, now that I say it, I mean, it's been a while since I played four. But now that I say it, I think the first time I played it, I played her. I know I restarted the game a while back and didn't get super far in it because I got distracted by newer games. But I did right. restart the game a while back. And I know for sure I picked her the second time the first time i may have been the guy but my my thing is just like i mean and it's kind of fun playing as like an 80s video game character i mean she does look like (laughs) just straight from the 80s um i think that the guy i think he has aged a little bit better just because this is kind of just i don't want to say generic but you know like just broad fantasy protagonist he has the right 
He has, you know, just kind of like the tunic, pants, boots, things like that. Uh, somebody on Twitter mentioned the little one slime earring uh, that's there and how they liked that slime earring. And that's a, that's a cool thing that I like from the character yeah, design. I like that. Um, the, and I and like his, his headdress kind of thing, the, yeah. the circlet. Yeah. Where, you know, it's, yeah, I don't want to say it's the generic uh, fantasy hero kind of thing, but it's almost the uh, traditional kind of Dragon Quest hero uh, where they, like, right after Erdrick, like, when they started using that as a base for the designs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he's he's got the hair, he's got kind of got the, uh, the, the circlet, like you said, and uh, while he's entirely different, it's definite, it, it is definitely uh drawn from that that kind of uh, art style that design style yeah and i i also really like the green hair um i like i like people in video games to have like different color hair so i'm always uh i'm always like more interested in the protagonists that have different color hair unless it gets overused like like I thought, yeah. I thought Star like Star Ocean almost always has a blue haired protagonist. Like that's just yep. a thing in Star Ocean games. Not every game, but most of them have a blue haired protagonist. And then the trailer for uh, Star Ocean: The Divine Force uh, uh-huh. came out, you know, like a month ago or whenever. And I mean, I'm excited for the game, but like the protagonist looks super stupid. He's not. He doesn't have blue hair, um, which isn't the only reason he looks stupid. But he looks stupid. And now I'm I like, disagree. Oh, I, I want a blue haired protagonist. Yeah, I mean that's why you you loved it when I came and visited this year. I had my uh, my my electric blue hair, and you were like, "Yeah, you're my protagonist." I did not say that. That, at all. that was it. You are. You're like you're the hero of my story, BJ. Yeah, that is exactly what I said. Yes, that sounds. Ex- I walked in the door, and it's what you said. <laughs> that sounds exactly like me. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, thanks, Austin. I appreciate that. You're the hero of my story." And then we hugged, and it was it was a moment. Yes. That's exactly what happened. Yep, you said you said you disagree. You don't think the protagonist looks stupid? And I never, it never thought of. I never thought about it. Like really, I, I thought it, we had a whole conversation about his like scrunched up face. He looks like a big dumb dude. I'm looking at what was this the the the, the Star subtitle Ocean, of it again? Star Ocean, the Divine Force. He looks like he's like in a hairband. Also from the 80s, he has like the kind of like feathery blonde hair but his face is like really squished oh yeah together. it's not his face it's his dumb hair it's his weird like hair band flock of seagulls haircut like yeah you're absolutely right i forgot about him yeah. i not i locked him out of my mind he is not what i was picturing uh for this one i, I think i may have been picturing tales uh of arise but yeah he's dumb Oh, Tales of Arise. Yeah, I like Tales of Arise. Yeah, I mean, it, that, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't, I, I don't know what the problem is. But yeah, yeah this guy's yeah. dumb. The Divine Force. <laughs> this guy's got a dumb face. Dumb yeah. hair. Dumb face, dumber hair. Yeah. Um, Tell him my sex tape. <laughs> so uh, I think that, I, I think that, you know, in terms of, of DQ4's protagonist, I would probably rank them both somewhere to the, towards the top of my favorite designs. Like yeah. I do, I do really like both of them, but also like four is probably my favorite Dragon Quest game after eleven. Like I really, uh, like I really enjoy four a whole lot. And I think just, looking back on four, I like it a lot better than I did playing it. Yeah, that I, think, I, I was real frustrated with it and didn't really enjoy it uh, at times. And now looking back on it, I can see it as a whole. Now that I've finished it and have some distance from it, I'm like, yeah, that was a good game. Yeah. I, I, and I really like four. And so I think maybe that's kind of skews how much I like the protagonist yeah. uh, in this one. 
Um, just kind of going off what we said in last week's episode about like them having personalities. I do feel like there's still not a well-developed like personality with these protagonists. Like they're still fairly blank slate. Um, you are kind of the chosen one, but I think, I think for whatever reason, I feel like the protagonists in four feel like they have personalities, even though they don't really because of the cast of characters that are around them. The other characters are so well-developed and have their own little quirks and character traits and stuff that, that somehow that kind of is reflected off the protagonist. Whereas if that protagonist was in a game like three, where you're creating your own party members and stuff, I feel like they, the protagonist wouldn't really have a personality. Yeah, not not really at all. And it was after four that it really started picking up having more of a a a fleshed out protagonist with a backstory and everything, which, again, they started with with four. Uh, They started having, you know, the Erdrich. Yeah, but, you know, you had a starting village, you had a family, you had all of this stuff going on that was constantly referenced. And then in five onward, it started really building from that. Speaking of five. There were there were a number of people who said that they liked DQ5's protagonists uh, the best. Um, not necessarily. None of it was really related to design the way DQ4's protagonists were. Yeah. Uh, most of it was was story um, because I feel like Dragon Quest V is where you get a hero who actually feels like a character. Mm-hmm. In terms of design, though, talking about design first, I I really like his design, and I'm I brought this up in a uh in one of my old uh dragon quest austin yep. blog posts or maybe it was in my book i don't know it's something dragon questy that i wrote there's, uh, a, there's a lot i can't keep up with it anymore it's like <laughs> yeah no one will ever be able to find it based on that criteria yeah there's a lot of it out there now but i mentioned uh one time i was talking about how much i liked the design because of it's it's really the first time in the series I feel like where so much effort went into designing this character with how, with his role in the story and in gameplay, like you're, yeah, you're a shepherd in this game and you have like the, the walking stick that, you know, kind of almost looks like a shepherd's crook. It also signifies, you know, that he's this wanderer and everything because he's traveling. His clothes are a little bit raggedy to signify all the like terrible, awful things that happen to him over the course of the game. Uh, You kind of have the, you kind of have the turban, the the headdress, whatever you want to call it up there, which kind of goes into that shepherd look. Um, Especially if you just like, you know, if you look up like, (laughs) <laughs> like shepherds from the Bible or something. There's like almost that cliche, you know, <laughs> you know, look yeah. right there. And so I feel like they did a really good job with designing five's protagonist in terms of just making him, his design makes sense for the story, but also just like the gameplay elements, you know, with, with cause he is a shepherd in a lot of ways with taming animals, monsters mm-hmm. And, and using them in battle and everything. And so I think it was really clever what they did with DQ5's protagonist. Yeah, I mean, I really like how 5 uh, actually is a person. And you see, and both of them are people. I mean, you see, you play uh, his dad for a little bit at the beginning. Uh, right? I'm right. That That's who you're playing as at the beginning before you swap in because he's a baby. Um, I don't think you ever control him. The game does start with him. I've only played five once. The game does start with Pankras like pacing back and forth and everything. And then you do name it at the main character as Pankras. Yeah. 
but then it skips ahead and you're a little boy and you're just following your dad and stuff. And then you take, okay. I was thinking that you were leading the kid around, uh, instead of the other way around. So no, I'm, I'm wrong, but he's also cool enough that people got uh, your story out of it where he is a fully fleshed out character and a protagonist of a movie that, uh, that whether you love it or not, you know, exists. I love it. I love it. I, lo- I really <laughs> enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it many a time now and I really like it. Um, and I think, but I think that is probably why they chose that one. Other than, you know, your Yuji Hori has said that that's his fav- favorite Dragon Quest game. Yeah. But I think that uh, another reason for choosing that one is because of how well the, how good the story is, but also how, how well, I'm trying to think of, of of a way to put it here that doesn't sound just like overly pedantic, but like because of the way people feel about that character, because you, right. because he goes through so much, it really makes you feel for DQ5's protagonist. And I think I'm not I'm not one of those people who just love DQ5. Like I thought it was really really good the first time I played it, and like I said, I've only played it once. But as I've gotten like away from it kind of like you were talking with four as as i've gotten more and more away from it it's still one of my favorite games but there's definitely several dragon quest games i like better than five now mm. and but dq5's protagonist is probably my favorite like if i were having to tell someone what my huh. favorite protagonist was i would say it's dq5's protagonist um i other than other than 11's protagonist uh dq5's protagonist is the only one that I bothered buying a bring arts figure for. And maybe it's the only bring arts figure that exists now that I say that, but, but it's the one that I was like, when I saw them coming out with that, I was like, Oh yeah, I have to get that one because I like that design. And because I I like that character and, you know, no matter how you feel about the other dragon quest protagonists, I think fives is the one that really feels like their own character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel that way about some of the later ones. I feel that way about, uh, honestly with nine and 11, as well like those are probably the most fleshed out uh protagonist to me in nine um, but the nine one is just you but the nine one has the story behind everything going yeah. through with the celestials and i feel like even though it it is just you and it's a it's a creation like it's a a gener- not a pre-generated character i feel like uh that is secondary to the because you still play a part in the story with a background and mentor and everything that really uh that really makes it feel like a character to me like i think about that one more than uh just about any of them like i think it's my second favorite and i think 11 is my favorite protagonist so mm-hmm. not yeah. seven we're gonna get to seven cool your cool your jets man i we're know gonna, man we're gonna get there next week actually because this is four five and six so we'll be there next week I think with DQ5's protagonist is that you feel this personal connection to him more so because, I mean, you, you're there for his birth. You see him being right. Birthed, and then you play as him as a little kid for a pretty good chunk of the game. Then yeah. you play as him as like a young man. Then you play as him, you know, for falling in love and having kids. And then, you know, you turn to stone for like eight years. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, you know, your, your, your kids are grown and you have this family now and you're like protecting them and you're going off to save the world and all of this kind of stuff. I, I think that all of that kind of is really why he, why he stands out to me is because right. like, you play through his life. Like in most of, most if not all of the other Dragon Quest protagonists 
it's like you're with them for a very brief time. You're with them for this adventure. Yeah. But with DQ5's protagonist, it's like you're there. You like hit all these milestones, you know, like all these, all the milestones that you would hit in real life, being born, having a parent die, uh, <laughs> moving, uh, yeah. uh, you know, being in jail for eight years. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's uh, like, you know, ha- falling in love, getting married, having kids, like all of these things are like these, bi- like it hits, you know, pretty much all the major life events that you encounter in real life. And I think that's why DQ5's protagonist really just, stands out to me yeah i mean and you're going to be able to watch from you know as your kids go through these when they spend their eight years in prison or frozen in stone you're going to be be prepared to handle that because of dq5 yeah well i think in that instance i would be the one in stone and then i would you yeah and then i wake up and you've taken care of them because you're sancho in this um, uh you'd be sancho and then grace and i are like stone for eight years and then we pop out and the kids are grown and naomi's the chosen one and we're like (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's fair really quickly before we continue this discussion though i think it is time for a little shameless self-promotion it's so shameless it's so shameless it's that time of year shameless 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 we are here so we do have a Patreon page. You can find that at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. Uh, there's all sorts of goodies for you guys to check out. There are uh, mini-sodes. There's rewards we like to give out. Uh, there's even a Dragon Quest TTRPG 5e compatible game that we've been kind of working on in our free time. And BJ posted something new up there today. Yesterday. Yesterday. It was yesterday that I, I posted it where y'all can uh, check it out. It's the first page of the Castle of the Dragon Mage thing that we're working on. Um, super rough draft, obviously, but if you want to see what we're uh, what we're doing, go to Patreon and check it out. And it is for patrons only. So thank you, guys. Yeah. So just a shout out to all our patrons who keep supporting this podcast and all the kind of creative endeavors we try to come up with. And hopefully... Uh, you guys like all these little things we've been sharing with you guys just to say thanks for, you know, supporting us while we're working on this stuff on the side. Uh, yeah. it's, it's been really nice. So thank you guys. Getting back into today's episode real quick is <laughs> Dragon Quest VI is protagonist. Now we got to talk about this one because uh, a couple people said they like Dragon Quest VI as protagonist. Not many. I think probably less than any other than any other hero that was mentioned, at least on Twitter. And we got a pretty good chunk of responses, Um, like around 100, I want to say. Actually, way way more than that, if you count the the quote RTs that were in there. Mm. So so we got a pretty good amount of feedback from from people on what their favorite protagonist is. And 6 didn't get as much love, but I think that's because 6 as a game doesn't get as much love. Right. You have not played 6, so I don't want to spoil too much uh, in our discussion here. Anybody who's listened to this podcast for very long uh, or knows me at all knows that I really <laughs> love Dragon Quest VI. Like as a game, I think I probably like Dragon Quest VI even better than Five, even though I like Five's protagonist way better. Yeah, um, I do think I like Dragon Quest VI as a game better. I just whatever it was, once you you know the game really clicked for me. At first, I was like, I don't know if I like this, and then yeah, you were talking about quitting it a lot. Yeah, well, part of the reason for that was that I had. I, I, a, I was trying to beat every Dragon Quest game in a year, um, which I did. You did. <laughs> but, but part of that was that I had already played and, and beaten 7, and I did not enjoy 7 my first time playing through it. 
Yeah. And then I went back and played the Zenithia trilogy after I beat seven. So I played four, loved it, five, loved it. And then I got to six. And in terms of structure, narrative structure, six is very similar. You know, there's a huge chunk at the mm-hmm. beginning where you don't have vocations and then you, you unlock those later on. And so at first with six, it, you know, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can do this again <laughs> because of, because <laughs> yeah. of my feelings for seven back then, which, you know, I mean, I like seven now. And then the other thing was that, and it's still, a, I think, a valid criticism with the game, is that the game is very bad about telling you where you need to go. And the, um. stor- the story is convoluted. Story's convoluted. It's confusing about where to go sometimes. And it's just, I mean, it, it is a flawed game, but I still, I love it anyway. And with, with Six's protagonist, though, I feel like in terms of the story, Six's protagonist has no real personality i mean he's got friends there at the beginning and there's a cool like little twist with his character later on i don't want to spoil for you but there's like some things there but i feel like compared to as a follow-up to five the protagonist is just kind of like okay he's he's a dude with spiky hair Mm, yeah i mean i like his design i I really like the the kind of the blue spiky hair that he has the the look he has i feel like it was really uh is really cool and I do like his design, but as a character within the story, he's pretty meh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's one of the things I don't know anything about six. Like <laughs> I know some stuff about six just from hearing you talk about it and other people, but I don't really know anything about the protagonist and it speaks to exactly what you're saying. What are your thoughts on his design though? You haven't played the game, but you've seen no, his design. I really like his design. He's pretty. Uh, I think it. <laughs> he's pretty. He's pretty like that's about that's about all I know. I put this on Twitter a while back because in my free time, this is what I do. But I I was realizing how much the Dragon Quest six characters are almost identical to Chrono Trigger's characters. Yeah, and, very, very similar. And these games, these games were in development at the same time. Yuji Hori has even said that Chrono Trigger is probably why DQ six didn't turn out as good as he wanted. You know, they cut out like story beats and just uh you know multiple things from from six because of chrono trigger which i'm fine with because i love it chrono trigger is one of my favorite jrpgs ever yeah like so i i took i found shots artwork official toriyama artwork of all of these protagonists and like even their poses are really similar like you look at chrono and, yep. and dq6's protagonist and like they even have similar poses hair like everything looks very very much identical uh terry and frog mm-hmm. like their buckler and sword and everything like that i mean it's like uncanny i mean they're almost in like the same position in some of the official art and everything oh, really? yeah obviously obviously carver is robo <laughs> very very much yeah uh, and and there's just like all these similarities and i put those on twitter a, a while back if i think about it i'll you know try yeah. to link to it in show notes uh this week but Anyway, just side by side like that. And just, again, this was me just in my free time. Uh, you know, I, I put them side by side for each one. They're also like the numbers of each of them, you know, line up really well. Um, I guess if you're, I guess there, there's Amos, who's an, uh, who is an optional character in six. There's a couple other optional characters. Um, and then you have, uh, what's his name? Not Dalmagus in Chrono Trigger. What's his name? Uh, Magus. Yeah, that you unlock as a character. Yep. Later on, uh, who's a bad guy? Yeah. Uh, so there's some similarities there, but not necessarily with like designs or anything. But 
Um, but just in terms of like the main characters the, that are there, there, there's a lot of similarities. And so I think it's one of those things that now that I've seen it, I can't get over it for just like how similar they look. Yeah. Where when I look at at Dragon Quest VI's protagonist, now I'm just like, man, that in a lot of ways is just like a recolor, reskin uh, of Chrono. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. If you color his hair red, he looks really similar to Chrono. Yeah. And, but I mean, like the sword, the way their hand is, is out and everything, like there, there's very similar poses and everything in the Toriyama art that is, is just mm. uncanny, like the X-Men. Mm, or the Valley. <laughs> yeah. How appropriate, kind of. We're talking about character <laughs> design. Designs that, that look just a little off. Yeah. Overall, though, it's like, I like Six's design fine. Um, I think I think out of the Zenithia trilogy, uh, both in terms of of character design and importance in the story, sixes is probably the 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 on the lower end for me. Even though again, right. I love six. I think in just looking purely at protagonists, I'd probably rank them like five, four, and six personally uh, for the Zenithia trilogy. But I mean, still they're cool. I like them. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I like I like six but uh six's design a lot. He's pretty, but uh You also but, like you the know, you also like the spiky hair and the blue hair. I do. I do. I like spiky blue hair, uh, which is why I had spiky blue hair for a good part of this year. Um, so I mean, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Imagine him with like brown hair and it's a flat top and you wouldn't like him anymore. Mm mm. No, I wouldn't. He would just be like, Oh, that's Austin. I don't have a flat top. <laughs> I, know. I know you don't. Could you imagine me with a flat top? No, that'd be weird. I like, be I like weird. you better with short hair than long, but not with a flat top. Yeah. <laughs> this conversation's going off the rails now. Uh, but <laughs> thank you guys for hanging out with us for a little while today while we chat about the protagonist of the Zenithia trilogy. We'll be back next week to talk about the next protagonist in the game at least seven eight and nine we may try to fit in 10 and 11 too but that's going to be a lot of protagonists to cover in a very short period of time but either way we will continue this discussion next week if you want to talk to us on twitter you can find us at dragon quest fm if you want to chat with us on patreon or check out any of the cool stuff that we mentioned earlier in the episode you can find that at patreon.com slash Dragon Quest FM. And if you want to talk to me directly, you can find me on Twitter at Dragon Queston. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beege. Uh, you can listen to my other podcast, the Geek to Geek podcast, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can join us on Discord and talk to us uh, at discord.geek2geekmedia.com. And don't forget, we have a Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash FM, And you can see some of the new cool 5th uh, edition stuff that we have previewed for you this week. Yeah, and we have merch that we keep forgetting to mention. Where is that at? DragonQuest.fm slash merch. Okay, cool. I can never remember, and that's the easiest thing in the world to remember, that URL. It is. Yep, it is. DragonQuest.fm slash merch. Yep. Okay. That it? We're not doing a bit, by the way. I legit can't remember, and I was recording. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a bit. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.